0: once again to Shepherd Staff. I'm Apostle Paul D. Young. Uh, I'm the pastor, Word of Life in Salem, Oregon, and apostle to Thailand, Mexico, places God has sent me. I've been all over the world. <clears throat> but I'm here today in this Shepherd Staff to help you, to encourage you, to strengthen you, to, to let you know you can make it. Yes, you can. Praise God. My heart is for pastors. And that's what Shepherd Staff is designed for. It's designed for pastors, church leaders. Now, if you're not a pastor or church leader, you, you're welcome to listen. Maybe you'll learn something here, and it'll help you. But God has put on my heart pastors because over the years, I have seen so many things happen that hurt the pastor, his family, the church. And they happened because of either A, lack of knowledge of the word, or B, lack of wisdom. Wisdom is how to apply the knowledge you have. Now, if you don't have knowledge to start with, you can't have wisdom. You've got to get knowledge first. But wisdom is very important because wisdom is knowledge rightly applied. You know, I'm a uh, a pilot. I've got a lot of hours. I'm just about at 1,000 hours of flying. I'm instrument multi-engine rated. When I first started taking lessons, I thought I knew how to do it because I had studied flight, I had studied, I had taken a private pilot course and gone through, I knew lift, thrust, drag, I knew all the, the principles, I knew what made the plane go, what made it turn, and everything else. But you see, then on top of the knowledge, I had to gain some wisdom. I had to learn how to take the knowledge I had and apply it in real life, in a real airplane, not on a simulator, on a computer. <laughs> and trust me, it's a little different when you get into the real McCoy, in into a real plane than a simulator. And And I had to learn the stuff. I had to learn, I had to gain wisdom. And much wisdom was gained from my instructors and experience. See, those things are important. And they are just as important for the pastor, for the preacher, for the minister as they are for the pilot. You got to have knowledge of the word, but then you also need instructing. And just because you're a pastor doesn't mean you don't need to still be instructed. Lord, help us. You think you know it all? Oh, you're heading for a big crash. You're heading for big problems Because you don't know it all. I've been doing this for 48 plus years. And I still don't know it all. Now, I have learned a boatload. I've learned a lot. But I would be foolish to sit here and tell you, well, I know it all. I know everything there is to know. No, I don't. I'm still learning. But I'll tell you what. The stuff I have learned and the wisdom I have gained and the experience I have gained, they are valuable. And I also learned learn from others. See, I could have bought a plane and said, I'm going to teach myself how to fly this thing. You know, and I may have even lived through that experience. If I took it off, uh, I might have gotten it back on the ground without wrecking it. I don't know. I kind of doubt it. But even if I live through that, there's a problem. There's a problem. Because, see, before before I got my pilot's license, back years ago, like, you know, uh, 35 to 40 years ago, there was this big craze of ultralights and there was all kinds of, of home-built ultralight planes on the market. I remember going to the fair and walking by and seeing several of these and drooling over them and thinking, ah, <clears throat> maybe I'll get me one of these because the the rules are FAA rules are that you don't have to have a pilot's license to fly an ultralight now if it's a two-seater you have to have a pilot's license if you're going to take somebody else up with you basically they're saying if you want to go fly with no experience no wisdom and you want to kill yourself you can do that but if you're going to take somebody else up with you you need some knowledge some wisdom and some experience (laughs) So you don't kill somebody else. Guess what? Same in ministry. <clears throat> now, once I did get my pilot's license, <clears throat> you know, there were things that they taught me in my training. And I remember thinking, why do, why do they have to train me on this? And then I found out a little later that that training came in very, very handy in keeping me from doing something foolish that would kill me. And even today, every once in a while, I'll see a news report of somebody that built a plane, usually an ultralight of some kind, did not have a license, flew that, and sometimes they've, they've flown it for several years. But then they encounter a situation for which they were not trained, and that is what kills them or causes great injury. They become paraplegic because they broke their back or they end up in the hospital taking years to recover because of how serious the injuries are. Wow. If they would have just submitted themselves under an instructor, they could have avoided that. You know, uh, sometimes I get to see videos of some of these crashes. You know, we everybody's got a cell phone everybody can video. And, and more and more, when these things happen, somebody has a video. And as I watch a video, I can see exactly what they did wrong. Now, they didn't know what they were doing wrong. Because if they would have known what they were doing wrong, they'd have fixed it. And not done it. But the lack of instruction and the lack of being trained and getting wisdom and understanding in what they were doing, especially in a serious situation, in a crisis situation that did them in. It's the same for ministry. And that's why, uh, God put this on my heart to do shepherd staff. And I'm so glad you're, you're watching, listening today, whether you're listening to the podcast or watching the videos, Because I don't want you to crash and burn. That hurts too much. And I have seen too many good men and women so damaged by the the, the crash that happened that they many times got out of the ministry completely. And sometimes got bitter. Sometimes uh, it's just discouraged, despair, not good, not good at all. So that's that's why Shepherd Staff is here. And if I can impart to you some instruction, some knowledge, some wisdom, <clears throat> just understand, I don't have time in Shepherd Staff to go into every scripture that is behind why I do something or why I say something. But just know this, there is always a boatload of scriptures, study, Years of experience, years of making mistakes, and all of this goes into what I am sharing with you today. So and and on every shepherd's staff uh, session. So so glad you're here. Now what are we going to get into today? Well, we already been into some stuff here, <clears throat> but I just want to share some nuggets with you. Romans chapter fifteen and verse number thirteen. It says, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Joy and peace in believing. Now, you need to understand this. When in the New Testament, when it talks uses the word believe or believing, That is not the same as we use the word believe in our uh, English language or culture today. Because the way we use believe, you can believe something and never do it. You can believe something and kind of our idea, our definition of the word believe something is agree with it. Yeah, I believe that. Do you believe that if you strap on a parachute, and jump out of a perfectly good plane at 10,000 feet, do you believe the parachute will bring you down to the ground safely? Oh, yeah, I believe that. Hey, let's go skydive. Oh, no, I'm not getting it. You ain't putting one of them on me. I'm not doing it. See, you can believe something and take no action. See, that is a consent. That is a agreement but it doesn't do anything to you. You don't do anything. The word believing here, and and the word that is used in just about every verse in the New Testament that says believe, is the word that the definition of it in the Greek means to have faith in. Now, when we're talking about faith, we're talking about belief plus action. In other words, You believe it to the point that you will act upon it. See, if I use the Bible word believing and say, do you believe the parachute will bring you to the ground safely? That means if you said, I believe that, then you'd be telling me, let's go. I believe it. Let's go jump because it's it's going to take care of it. I'm not going to splat on the ground. The parachute's going to work. And I'm coming down softly and land in the field. See, that's the word believing, to have faith in. So when we when we understand that, and we're looking at this verse, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in let, let me paraphrase, in walking by faith. Joy and peace. Now, here's something you need to understand. Because The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. We all start with the same thing. It's the faith of God. Now, I I know that we use words like, I'm going to use my faith for this. Well, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But we just need to keep in mind that the faith that I am using, that I call my faith, is actually the faith of God in me. It's God's faith. See, that's how I know it will work. See, you got to get convinced. you got, you got to understand that when you're walking by faith, this is not a hope so, maybe so, think so. This, this faith that God gave us will work. It has worked for God every time. Every time he said, let there be light. Let there be the trees. Let there be the the plants. Let there be the ocean and the land separated. Every time he said something, it was by faith, and it happened. If you are one of the people that says, well, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't, you need to go over to the school of faith. You need to start listening to those uh, classes on the subject of faith. It's on our website, wolife.org. That's just short for Word of Life, -life wolife.org, and and go to the free resources and start listening. Start at year one, lesson one. That's 1-1. Start there because there's there's a whole lot of them on there. We need to start at the beginning so you can learn the, the foundations and learn what faith is, why faith is, what it is, and how to work it. What is your part? How do you make this thing work? Because that's what I do in in the school of faith. But now, understand this. What can your measure of faith handle right now? Because I think it's pretty safe to say that your faith cannot handle a billion dollar problem. You are not at that level. So what level are you at? What level can you believe God for this problem at this level? Now, if you have not learned to grow your faith, to use it, you're going to be pretty low on that. Your faith is going to be pretty weak. Your faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, it, you're going to be pretty weak there. You can only handle the little stuff. It's, It's like. If I never use this arm, and I just let it dangle at my side, these muscles will atrophy. That means they get smaller, smaller, and smaller. Now, they'll never go away. There will always be, there will be a smallest size that these muscles will get to when they're not being used. At any point, I could start using the arm again and build the muscle back up. To what we would call normal. But it's not going to happen in two days. Not even going to happen in a week. It's going to take a while. To get those muscles back up to the normal level. And then if I want to do more weight. I'm going to have to go start working out. And I'm going to have to do some curls. And all the rest of that. To build the muscle up. Faith is the same way. If you don't use it. It will be weak. Jesus said it that there is those of little faith and there's those of great faith. But we got to understand, we all start out at the same level. Nobody gets great faith to start with. You have to develop that. You have to work it. You've got to walk by faith and walk by faith and walk by faith and walk by faith to build up your strength of faith. Walking in faith and believing God and bringing in answers. So, if you haven't used it, your level is going to be low. The problem with so many Christians is they wait until a crisis comes along and then they try to build their faith. If the crisis is too big, you may be dead before you get to the end of that crisis, before you can build your faith up. Because in in some situations, you have a limited amount of time. And going from little faith to great faith is is something that will not happen in two days, two weeks, two months, or even two years. You have to work at this. You've got to build it. And if you only have three months to live, it's not going to happen. because you don't have enough time to build up that muscle of faith. That's why I encourage people. You need to be working right now. You need to be exercising your faith right now. And again, that's why we did the school of faith. But I want to show you something here. How do you know what your level of faith is? Well, it's right here. <clears throat> Fill you with all joy and peace in believing or in walking in faith, your peace and joy level will equal your faith or believing level. If you do not have peace and joy, now, these are qualities of your spirit, man. I'm not talking about your head. Now, you do need to deal with your head. But peace and joy... We are talking about stuff in your spirit. So if you don't have peace and joy about a certain area, something you say, well, I'm believing for this, but you have no peace. You have done stepped out beyond your level of faith. And you need to back off in a hurry because If you do not have the level of faith equal to that situation, you need to get help. It's kind of like, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Well, that's like me stepping up to a 200 pound barbell and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull something out of whack. I'm going to tear a muscle. I'm going to pull a tendon. I'm going to, you know, something is not going to be good. And then I'm going to be injured. Just because I decide I, can, I want to lift 200 pounds doesn't mean I can So I need to get in shape. And that means consistent workouts, proper diet, proper rest, and build up my natural muscles to be able to do that. Now, there are many people that do that. I mean, if you watch the Olympics or some of these competitions, people that have trained, and they do that. But for me, I don't train for that. So, what makes me think I can do it? Well, transfer, let's bring that over, right over, on over into the realm of the spirit. You don't do anything with your faith. How do, what makes you think that you're going to be a great man or woman of faith and you're going to do these great things when you haven't even been doing the little things? How in the world are you going to believe God for a <clears throat> $10,000, $100,000 a month budget or a million dollar? budget when you haven't even learned to believe God for a pair of socks. You haven't even learned to believe God for your utilities to be paid. Hello? Hello, my fly. Anybody home? <laughs> Some of you will know what that is. <clears throat> All right. So, this will help you identify where your level of faith is. Because the peace and the joy will be hand in hand with your faith. But if you're trying to go beyond what you have prepared for or what you have trained for, you're not going to have peace. You're not going to have joy. I've, I've encountered many people over the years since I've been teaching on faith and instructing on it. People come in, well, I'm believing for this. I'm believing for this. And I can tell they don't have peace and they don't have joy. The joy is gone. And and I'm going, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, you are way out beyond your level. So you need to get some help. You need to back off and quit thinking you're going to do this. Okay, never go beyond your measure of faith. Because when you do, you won't have peace. You won't have joy. <clears throat> but when you are within your measure of faith, what you have built your faith to. Now, remember, there is no limit to how far you can build your faith. In the physical body, there's a limit. If I want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's not going to happen. Even if I got steroid shots or whatever, that's still not going to happen because my physical body is not built that way. I'm not that big of a guy. I can build this bicep up only so far. And I'm definitely, it's not going to be up here. Why? Why? Because there are limitations physically to what you can do. There's limitations physically on how fast you can run. Even training, 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 training. You only get so far. There's not a limitation on your spirit. Hallelujah. The sky's the limit when it comes to that. But it will not happen without you applying yourself, without you learning to fight the good fight of faith, without you learning to discipline yourself and control your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, learning to walk in patience. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now that's a whole other subject right there. Okay. Now, Faith does not look for what's convenient or easy. Faith looks for what actually belongs to it. Now, if that seems like a foreign statement to you, once again, you need to go through the school of faith. I know what it's like. I remember the first time I heard someone say, let's use our faith to get this taken care of. And I remember thinking, use my faith. That was a foreign term to me back then. Why? Nobody had taught me. I didn't know. I had gotten some revelation, but I'll tell you what, man. I When it comes to walking by faith, I was a baby. And I had to learn. I had to apply. I had to work. And I'm not telling you it was all easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But I'll tell you what. Anything God puts for us to do, it's always rewarding, no matter how hard it is. It's rewarding. If we'll stay with it, stay with it. Watch your peace and joy levels because they're going to be equal to your faith level. And if it's not strong, if it's not up there, you can build it up. All right. We don't have time to go into all that on the on the, the session today fact is I'm out of time so I just want to bless you help you I hope I've challenged you a bit today we'll see you next week right here on Shepherd Staff